It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Preseason optimism is at an all-time high for our Michigan State Spartans. We're going to find out if we still feel like that after 30 minutes of our chat with John Kirby here. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show of Locked On Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. It is not just me blabbing on and on this show. No, 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 no. We have half of the only podcast joining us today. It's John Kirby. Mr. Kirby, how on earth are we doing on this fantastic summer day? Dude, that music gets me hyped. Like, that gets you going a little bit. So, yeah, you're going to... I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I don't know what we have planned. I just want to, I'm ready to hot seat this thing up. I got no idea what we have planned either, but uh, let's just dive into it. But before that, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or YouTube channel. Give us five stars. Why not? If, if you're feeling just like a nice person today. Anyway, uh, so Kirby, look, I want to have you on because I feel like we think very, like, just alike. You know, a little bit. A little bit. our Spartans are coming off a of five and seven season. Our starting quarterback left the room. Our two NFL caliber wide receivers no longer here. I saw on Big Ten Network yesterday that, hey, Michigan State is returning 48% of their production on offense, which I think is second worst in the Big Ten. Our secondary hasn't been good in years. We have a lot of injury issues, all right? Even already this fall, Nick Samak still has not practiced yet this fall. All that said, 9-3. and Like, I, I cannot just get it out of my head that I should be feeling good going into this season right now. There is something about that mid-August air that just yeah. has me feeling sky high on the Spartans. Am I vindicated, or are you going to try to talk me out of this here, man? Because, God, I just laid out a lot of facts, but I, I'm brushing all that aside, and I'm just going into the sunset thinking that pff, Music City Bowl, here we come. <laughs> new year, new me. That's how I'm else <laughs> feeling too, right? Like, right. I, the, last year, some, some would say never happened. Um, I just wrote it off. So I'm, I'm not yes. too worried about it. Um, here's the deal. Like was a Judd Heathcote used to say, like, uh, you know, the good news is, you know, we got everyone coming back. The bad news is everyone's coming back. Well, we don't have everyone coming back. And so in my eyes, they went five and seven and, um, could it be worse? Absolutely. I don't think it will be because like, yeah. For the first time in a while, completely seriously, there's more top-end talent on this roster, like not top-top, but a, the top-end talent on this roster than there has been so far in the Michigan State era. We can make excuses all day long as to why they underachieved last year. Sure. Oh, we have. Oh, yeah. We have, and I'm happy to <laughs> we have. excuse it more and more <laughs> if necessary. Uh, but, but in reality, you know, Quietly, Mel Tucker is stacking good classes. Are they good enough to compete with the upper echelon of the Big Ten Nation? Well, we're going to really find out. But but there are a bunch of teams that you can look at that they play this year that you can say, well, we have more talent than them. So, like, you know, that, you know, certainly we need a little bit more than talent. But it goes a long ways to have a few Jimmys and Joes. 
as far as talent goes too, like this is the group I feel almost worse for, but it is that sophomore class, you know, because look, mm-hmm. the, the first COVID class, I guess you'll call it again. I mean, not, not to be making excuses less than five minutes into the show here, but like, uh, that's, that's a wonky class. Well, I don't know if that's really, I, at, at best, at best, that's a wash. So like the true first class that Mel Tucker actually recruited with no restrictions, you know, being able to do it in person, like they are sophomores, but man, John, they, they, they got to ramp things up here pretty quickly because I, like we talked about on yesterday's show, like we've really talked about all of off season, four teams in the top 10 in the AP poll on this schedule. So like, Hey, I get you're just a sophomore. I get that you only had a few games under your belt last year. Mr. Dylan Tatum, Jaden Mangum, Malik Spencer, because everyone else on the defense was carrying their limbs off the field. But I, you're going to have to be good this year. Like, I just I, I pre-feel bad for the sophomores because, yes, we talk about yeah. talent. We talk about these great recruits. But, oh, God, they're still they're still 19 years old, John. That's yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty not, young. The good news is they are actually talented sophomores versus, you know. Yeah. That helps. Yes, you can have you can feel good about trotting out there. Like you said, four top ten teams. But you know, beat the best to be the best. Will they beat them? I don't I don't know. I, I can tell you that looking uh at the performances of those sophomores, you know, those underclassmen in those big games is gonna be a great indicator of next year's team ceiling. Yeah. And and you can feel good about the team's improvement based on those four games. The rest of the games, we can't look past. Look, Indiana happened last year. Happened. Can't look past this, that stuff anymore. That's a coaching thing. You know, that's – that's um, maybe maybe they're getting fat and sassy after 11 and 2 seasons. Oh, wow. Who's to say? I don't know. Two basketball references by two separate Michigan State basketball coaches. You are – yeah, I'm here right now. This is let's start. Wow. Season, by the way, I'm already in hoops mode. To be <laughs> that's that's good. I, I I need your help telling me how I should feel about the quarterback situation going on because I come from two schools of thought here. Both are completely on opposite ends of each other, which should surprise no one that actually listens to the show. Um, look, hey, on the on the bright side. Hey, a lot of turnover from the offense. It's great. It's fantastic, okay? A lot of guys are going to get their opportunity. We're going to really show who belongs in East Lansing here. And, hey, what's going down in Auburn? Peyton Thorne left. The reports out of that is that he is really having a battle against Robbie Ashford for that starting job. A guy that threw seven touchdowns, seven interceptions last year. A guy that threw less than 50% completion. He's struggling to win the starting job over that guy. Should those reports be true? Hey, you know what? Maybe this is addition by subtraction here in East Lansing. It's either Noah Kim, it's either Kaden Hauser, or Sam Levitt, whose name gets thrown out every single time the media uh, asks the coaches about him. But on the other end, John, and maybe this is just a stupid brain of mine, but like this is a lot of receivers that are cracking into the rotation. When Mel Tucker was asked about receivers on Big Ten Network the other day, he named just about 27 different receivers. We have three quarterbacks that we're going through. That's a lot of combinations there of just chemistry and like what is one thing that we hurrahed in Michigan State if for anything on the offensive game last year it was just the chemistry between Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed it was great but now yeah. I mean got, we, we've got so many combinations of people here that like I, should we be feeling good about the pass game I help me formulate an opinion here on the pass game John because I need help clearly I can, I can Kool-Aid this all day uh, yeah, please. Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> for all reality, these receivers that uh, didn't see a lot of the fields, uh, you know, are now breaking into the rotation. They were taking the reps with 
these two guys uh, for all of last season. So is that good? Um, you can I'm say, sold. and you yeah. can say like, oh, well, they didn't play. Well, the starters are NFL players, so yeah. there's not like a the way you might feel about um, the defense, like the secondary, where you're like, God, you know, if why didn't they play last year? There was no one in front of them. Well, you know, in this situation, they had and they have NFL starting wide receivers in front of them. Okay, so it's not you can feel more optimistic about these wide receivers or somebody coming on and popping, uh, especially because there's a little rapport um, with either of the, the two guys you mentioned as a starter. It relates to Peyton Thorne. You know, it's, it's, uh, this is the way of college football now. And sure is. And, yeah. and that's okay. You know, we are part of it too. We have, we have won with the portal, you know, that is, that is great. We have, we have lost a little, uh, here and there, you're gonna you're gonna miss too. In this situation, if a third year going into third year starting quarterback isn't confident that he's starting, one, I think you can feel good about that as a fan. True. Okay. I think you can True. feel like, wow, last year wasn't good enough, and we're gonna do something about it instead of rolling the balls back out and saying, you know, hey, maybe it'll be better like it was his sophomore year. Well, okay, let's remind ourselves what happened that sophomore. You know, you hit the lotto with the portal and you had an NFL rookie of the year candidate running back. And it's not to say that you don't have good, you know, running backs last year. It's just not at that level. And then you had a slew of other things that just domino affected this entire team Um, and mental errors, candidly, uh, and coaching errors. It all kind of fell on itself. Well, it's I can think of no better place than to start new with somebody than to just starting fresh and whoever wins the job, you can probably expect the other person to transfer at the end of the year. And you can still feel good because you finally have a Mel Tucker and Jay Johnson recruit um, in the two deep at the quarterback position in Sam Levin. And we are going to be right back with our guy, John Kirby, here in a hot second. Just need to talk your ear off about FanDuel Sportsbook. College football is about to ramp up. Go ahead and get those futures in. Michigan State's over-under. FanDuel sits at 5.5. But, hey, shortly after kickoff for college football and FL season, FanDuel is hooking it up. Football season is all about the winning here at FanDuel. And we're going to give you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. If you're like me, if you're like our good friend John Kirby, you are a Lions fan, well, put your money where your mouth is, 21 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl, even if they don't get it done. Hey, you still win a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get a bonus bet with every victory. You can use these bets on the spreads, player props, over-unders, and a ton more this season. So go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So 
Um, you know, I think either way, whoever wins, you know, wins. And when does win happen, right? I, you know, it could be week three. Um, we'll, we won't know. What we do know is that these two guys are a better quarterback competition talent-wise than we had between Peyton Thorne and Anthony Russo. Certainly. In 2021. Yeah. So whoever wins this is going to be a uh, more talented quarterback than what we had Peyton Thorne winning that his sophomore year. He set he had a he had a season setting a record setting year that year in large part because of play action and the the ability to to break one bank. A lot's gonna a lot is gonna rely on the running game here to open things uh, up. Yeah. Yeah. But you can feel as good about that as you've been in the Mel Tucker era. Granted, things went extremely well in 2021. We didn't walk into that season thinking it was going to be great. This is the best offensive line that this program's had under Mel. You can feel good about it. You have a couple guys at running back that you feel like, could they pop? We'll see. Um, and, and it all will just unfold from here. Said a lot. This is a bridge year. You get to you get to test out and see the next year, and I think that's the takeaway. I'm inspired. I, I, look, I, I started this recording nine and three. I dipped down to six and six for a little bit, just for like a quick second. But now I, like, I, I'm, I'm dusting off the old New Year's Six Bowl shirt over here. Like, this is hey. we're so back, John. This is what I'm talking about. Why not? <laughs> Why not us? Right? You can say the same thing with Michigan yeah. State programs. Is no one wants to play us, dude. Like we're, yes. we're scrappy. We, we bite kneecaps. That's right. <laughs> a little bit. And like, that is a good feeling. And you're going to have a talented team go out there that you hope can be motivated by a, an embarrassing season last year and win the, yeah. games, win the games that you should win. And then anything else is up for, you know, gravy at that point. That'd be a nice step in the right direction. It's winning the games that you should win. Like when you are up 17 points in the second oh. half against Indiana at home, Let's let's go ahead and shut that door, uh, shall we? Here, uh, John, I'm going to introduce a very very cerebral game right okay. here. This is going to take a lot of attention from a lot of listeners. So get out your notepads, note pens out, everyone. It's called fill in the blank. Love it. You're going to have a sentence. And you just got to fill in the blank, John. Uh, is, yeah. is is that good? You, is that right? Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Great. Awesome. Wow, that was not a lot of explaining there. Thank God. Blank is getting talked about more this fall than I thought he would. Blank is getting talked about more this fall than I thought he would. A lot of notes, a lot of quotes out here from practice last few weeks, John. Who is the surprise name for you? Man, it's a really good one. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. <laughs> this is, I'm split on this one. And, and I'd have to say, uh, I, you knew the QB battle was going to be like the number one talking point, but I'm a little surprised at how far uh, Hauser has come. I didn't think he'd be this far. Along. Okay. I didn't think he'd be this far along by now. Um, you, I think maybe I hoped he would be, but yeah. that was, that was, um, you know, maybe wishful thinking. I, I'm surprised, you know, the rumblings that we, that are heard, you know, you see that he's really performing really that's very encouraging. And then, you know, I think the other guy that I, I'm kind of excited about is, is uh, I think we're hearing more and more about just this linebacking core in general, like just really gel, like being as good as we hoped they could be. 
And if they are solid along with the defensive line, I think we have a lot of optimism. So it wasn't just a person is the, that they're just there. You've got an automatic tackler and an absolute playmaker and windman um, and Darius Snow, if he's healthy, you know, and coming down there, you can feel really good about that. So um, that, that's, I'm so I was surprised. I wasn't surprised, but I was happy to hear. Yeah. No, that plays. I, I want to stick to the quarterback room here because for me, I have a name written down. It's not Noah Kim. It's not Kaden Hauser. Okay. I am I, like I, I mentioned this on the show yesterday, but like I am surprised that every single time Jay Johnson or Mel Tucker is in front of a microphone, yeah. it's a three-man quarterback battle. Look, do yeah. I think that Sam Levitt actually has a shot of winning this job? I, no, no, no disrespect, unless like Kaden Hauser and Noah Kim get in a moped accident and they break all four of their combined legs on Shaw Lane. Like that's the only thing I can really think, but. John, allow me to put on my tinfoil hat here. I, I love a good conspiracy, you know, like harmless conspiracy. There's nothing that's actually going to harm anyone, but is his name getting thrown out there? Mm-hmm. Because it is presumed that, hey, whoever loses between Noah Kim, Kaden Hauser is going to split and leave town at the first chance they get. Uh-huh. So we're just already getting Sam Levitt fired up, you know, making him feel like he belongs in the two yes, deep, getting the fan base used to the name Sam Levitt because, hey, well, it'd be awesome to have either Noah Kim or Kaden Hauser as your backup quarterback. Reality is, I got a really hard time believing that. So, enter true freshman Sam Levitt. Uh, yeah, how insane is that? No, that's uh, it. <laughs> thank it's, you, I appreciate that. No, it's exactly right. Enable me, thank you. Yeah, good. Exactly right. There's smoke screening his name, you know, to make because they yeah. don't want to have to talk about the elephant in the room that there's a you know, battle between two guys. You know, if yeah, you say sure. it's a battle between three, like maybe you feel better about it. Uh, but I think you're absolutely right. They're, they're introducing him to the, the country, you know, our, our fan base, because point of fact, he's going to be, you know, ideally the face of the program at one, in you know, one day, you know, not in the near mm-hmm. future, but in, in the future for sure. With all due respect to Sam Lovett, I hope it's not the near future. Like if, if he is the star, like again, I, I have no doubt that he will have a good career here in East Lansing. I, it'd just be very hard for me to believe that he is better already than Noah Kim and Just It would be something. Or he is like the prodigy and a four-star rating was somehow three stars too low on his rating coming out of high school. That's a conspiracy. I love that. You, you, you like that one? We're going to get really wacky with that one. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, when Sam Levitt plays the entire game against Central, I will talk myself into that being actually true here. Uh, wait, wait for that one here in a little bit. Uh, John, a lot of optimism so far this episode. I like it. I hope the viewers like it. The listeners like it. I hope you've been liking this, but let's just switch it up really quick here. Let's okay. let's kind of find baseline here. Blank is when I would start worrying about the season. Blank is when I would start worrying about the season here. Uh, first half of the first game, if you okay. don't see the offensive line really move the ball, yeah, and, I like that a lot. And the defensive line assert themselves um, as the dominant group. <laughs> it's obviously, it's just one couple of series, but if you don't see it immediately against a MAC team and then an FCS team the next week, it ain't just going to show up against nope. top 10 nope. teams. <laughs> right. so that, I would tell you that's when, you know, and, and if they pass the test, you know, they get to go to the next test of, you know, the Washington game. So, so mine, I, I, I took this differently. For me, it's if you are two and two leaving Spartan Stadium after those yeah. four games. 
look. Yeah. I, and it, it any combination of two and two. Like the, the most realistic one is going to be beaten up on the chips, beaten up on the spiders, and then lose to Washington and then Maryland. Because I, I think it's important this year now, whether there's you know a lot of legitimacy behind that, that's for you, the listener, to decide. But it's going to be important here to stay up on Maryland in the Big Ten East. Right now it is the big three and then like the middle two with us in Maryland, then like the the basement dwellers with Indiana and uh, Rutgers, of course. But I, you got to be on top of Maryland here going into what would be the fifth year of Mel Tucker's regime here at East Lansing. I, so it's just that alone. But also like you have a four-game homestand. That has to be at worst – three and one ideally four no would be fantastic obviously but again washington very talented team you could swallow that a little bit but if you are two and two yeah okay that that's gonna oh, two and two alarm is, bells. yeah two and two and we are uh locked on the msu hoops team i think it certainly oh my god yeah your round ball team five days a week here <laughs> on this program um NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Or also, uh, so that's my rational thought, but I know that deep down inside of me, like if Central goes down, they win the the coin toss, they get the opening kickoff, and they kick like a 45-yard field goal to go up 3-0, the season's going to be over. Like I I will call the season dead on arrival. Turn it off. Go do yard work. Right. Attention yeah. to my kids. Yeah. Matt. God, for, for once this fall, I will try to do that. Um, yeah, like we all know how this goes. Like, I'm gonna tell myself, ah, I'll give it a month and then we'll circle back later. But now it's gonna be with like eleven minutes, ten seconds left wow. in the first quarter. We will be pulling hair out. Uh oh, no man. problem. Yeah, no, we, we know who we are, John. Come on. Um sorry, <laughs> what were you saying? You said I just am who I am. I can't change that. Unapologetically. All right, back to Optimismville right now. Blank is when I would start feeling great about this season. I think if, ooh, I don't think you can feel great about a season just because you beat Washington at home. I think we need to be adults about it. We know better. We know better. But I also think that you can like hold your program to a higher standard than being excited that you're three. So for me, I would say you can start to feel great about the season if you leave the Michigan game with one loss. Like you've you've ideally won that game, and you can start to feel like this season has been you know great thus far. If you've gone that many games and you've won loss, you took the words right out of my mouth because that's what I was going to say. Like I know it's very high expectations for this team mm-hmm. too, but look, I mean, after that, you still have five games. But if you do leave that game six and one, I, I mean, first off, like just that that, that hangover that following morning is going to be a biblical one. But at least as you're wearing off that hangover, like you are realizing that, hey, no matter what happens these last five weeks, we are going bowling here. Like we have hit our Vegas expectation of over five and a half. So like that's good on the surface. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just very just John L. Smith. I mean, not to like get fired up. Like if they do leave September 4-0 or if they do go into Kinnick and they leave 5-0, like I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. But a lot of game left in this season. Mm -hmm. So that's just John L. Smith just – instilling into me that hey never get excited about anything in life that's that's it that is the way to go leave expectations forever moving in the goalpost area so yeah 
100%. We're going to get to some recent news here for our last two. They could be quick. They also could not be quick. I don't know. We'll see how long we ramble for. But, hey, for that Washington game, the 2013 Rose Bowl team is going to mm -hmm. be honored. That news breaks today on Wednesday. So, John, for our next one, the 2013 Rose Bowl team being honored this year makes me feel blank. Some type of way. That That is what I'm talking God, hook, line, and sinker. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you want. All right, that's it for our show. You know what? Let's just end it right here. That, that was great. <laughs> Dude, uh, I was just, I, I thought of Rich Hamiquan uh, when that post went up, and I was like, I wonder what he's up to. My man's got 1.1 million Twitter followers. He's hey. still balling. Okay. He never okay, stopped sure. going in. He, no, he, he didn't. Sure didn't. Word. <laughs> it's my guy. Um, how about you? So was that your answer, too? My my legitimate first thought was like, oh, 10 years? Like, yeah, that's bad. Like, A, like that, that it, it's been a minute. We are in double digit years since that Rose Bowl team has happened, but also it's just more of a inner battle that I'm having. Like, oh God, we are we're so old. <laughs> we're so, we are so old. That was my senior year. I am 10 years removed from college. Oh, I am washed. I am lame. Like, I always knew that I'm, you know, on the lamer side of things, but like now, now I'm just old on top of that, man. Like, I. Just, but it's nostalgic, though. I'm glad that they will get their shine. Like, that is going to be a no great atmosphere in East, in East Lansing. So, I'm hyped. I'm already Nostalgic hyped. is the word I'll use. Nostalgic. I'm going to blend, hey, that happened a while ago, but also with good memories. I feel like that's a good marketing word to use oh. there. Nostalgic. John Kirby. What else we got? The last one. Four games at Michigan State this year will have booze being sold. It's going to happen an hour before the opening kick. It's going to end 10 minutes after halftime. You can buy two beers at a time. No prices yet leaked. So, John, well, so get ready for a high number here then. The most I would pay is blank dollars for a beer at Spartan Stadium. Now, this is situational, I think. I, I'm full, fully aware that this is situational. Like, if it's 20 to 10, Chip's lead going into halftime week one, oh, yeah. that's a different answer than up 28 to 3 at halftime against Richmond. So, I. That's a great point. Um, yeah. Not good. In fact, there should be like a sub market supply demand happening in real time. At the yes. <laughs> you want to make money at Michigan State? You want to make money? That's how you do it. That's Trying to help you guys. If it's a close game, just crush the, like, it's cost more, baby. Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to say these are 16 ounces. I would yep. pay probably, I'm, I'm terrible. I would pay like 12 bucks for one of those. Oh. I'm almost a dollar an ounce on this thing. As far yes. As <laughs> For a 50 degree uh, bush hot light beer. pumped you. Yes. Hot, <laughs> dirty beer. That's what I need. Okay. If it truly is ships 20, Spartans 10 going into halftime, both quarterbacks are looking terrible. Our offensive line is getting decimated. Like, I. I, I might be willing to throw a like a twenty and a ten dollar bill at the person. Uh, right, I I think I would pay thirty dollars for a in case of emergency break glass beer. Now, there's no way to say that and not sound incredibly problematic and sound like a functioning alcoholic. But look, I I'm very honest on this show. If, if not for nothing else, you get transparency out of me. But like I I would need in the worst way hot beer, John. I, I don't care if that's thirty dollars. <laughs> you, I'm not sitting through that sober. No, 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 no. Out of your mind if you think I am. Yeah. No. In fact, <laughs> what is it going to take to just bring the keg with us down to this? <laughs> yes. Like, how much money are we? I'm, I'm open checkbook. Just take the check. Yeah. I need it. 
give me your number. I'm going to keep tapping the sign of the concession stand that says like what charity all these proceeds are going to. I'm like, you, you want Boy Scout troop number 497 to have a good school year? Like it, that keg for two grand right now, I will do it. I will do it. So yeah, it. Dude, perfect. Uh, that's great. No, I think um, it's going to be a very interesting time. I hope it'll help students stick around. And if they're, sure. if, they, if they're smart, they're going to put their Venmo like on yes. sign and say like, yes keep me here. And I'd be like, dude, I got nothing better to do. Here's yeah. Here's Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> right. Uh, I do. I do love just the sliding scale. Like those, those stock market beer uh, or oh. beer places, bars are what they're called. Like <laughs> those are hip. Those are nice. Those are cool. But they, God, what a financial gain Michigan state can have. Absolutely. man. I'm calling Alan Haller after this right now. And I, I am pitching that. So thank do you. Do we have to do sure. everything around here? Like, come I on. mean, it gets, first we got to do uh, uh human resource work for Michigan football over in Ann Arbor, getting Chevy Schembechler's background checked, all sorted out. And now, now we got to do fundraising over here in East Lansing. Like what's next for us, John? We got, oh, it's tough. It's tough. Well, Someone's got to well, do it though. Fueling the propaganda on this episode, uh, you know, getting us hyped. I, I fully admit this was a full uh, cup of Kool-Aid. Um, oh, this, I'm oh, drinking this, it in a hot August day with you. I'm shocked like my tongue isn't stained green right now. But John, this has been great. Go check out the work that him and Austin do at The Only Podcast. Always love having you on, man. Uh, I pro- <laughs> Who knows when it'll happen again next? So we're, we're both about to be uh, double parents over That's here. Awesome. So, uh, you know, our schedules are just going to be wide open. But, hey, until the next time, John, take it easy. You're, you're the best, man. You're the best. Later, man. Hey, right. go green, everyone. Love you all. Until next time. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.